the Monday Rewind. He's got Costa ahead of him, Oscar to his left. Arsenal of numbers back here. Great ball for William though. And Costa's brought down by Per Mertesacker. Oh, the referee's got a decision to make there. It's yellow or red. It's a free kick. He's going to his pocket, Mark Clattenburg. What colour is the card? It's a red card. And Per Mertesacker, his day is done. And Arsenal have a third man sent off in the Premier League against Chelsea this season. Welcome along to the Rewind Podcast on News Talk. I'm Raf Giallo, sitting in for Waterford's favourite son, Oshin Langan. You can get in touch at News Talk Sport on Twitter or also at Raftastico or at Oshin Langan. The sound you just heard, of course, is Per Mertesacker's red card as Arsenal lost to Chelsea at the Emirates on Sunday. We'll get to that and the rest of the Premier League action with former Chelsea and Ireland defender Paddy Mulligan shortly. You'll also hear from Leinster head coach Leo Cullen and Ulster and Ireland out half Paddy Jackson later on after a weekend which confirmed that no Irish province reaches the European rugby knockout stages for the first time in nearly two decades. But first up is Paddy Mulligan, and first off, I started off by asking him if Arsenal need to start looking at their defensive high line in the big games after Chelsea caught them out early on this Sunday. Yes, and it'll keep happening with them as well for the simple reason that uh, when they do play the high line, there's nobody covering anybody. You know, I mean, the, the two central defenders, for instance, they should be playing off each other. Both of them should never be caught square, but yet they're caught square all of the time. I don't understand the thinking behind that from Bangor or from Steve uh, or from Bold, who, who, who himself was a smashing central defender. But it, it, it's just gone gone haywire uh, with Arsenal. Now, contrary to, to, to an awful lot of people's opinions, I, I've never rated Mertesacker or uh, Koscielny. And again yesterday, Mertesacker caught ball watching. They got to know that Costa makes those runs all of the time. They must know. So that there must not be any communication between the two central defenders or between the, the, the right back or, or the left back. In this case, it, w- it would have been the, 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 the right back who should have been calling across the line that yeah. for Mertesacker. Go, Costa's on his way, or Koscielny, Costa's on his way, pick him up. And then Koscielny comes in and covers. But they don't. They, they, they go square all of the time. So, because, of course, um, one, ball yeah. would beat, one ball would beat the whole four of them. Because it happened against Tottenham as well. Harry Kane's goal in the yes. 1-1 draw, it was the exact same ball through... Mertesacker pushes forward Koscielny no it was Koscielny that pushed forward Mertesacker has no pace so push forward or even drop back a little bit he gets caught out yeah and, and it's far too easy uh, for, for for opponents to cut through the Arsenal defence yeah. I mean that, that spine has been weak for as far as I'm concerned for the past four or five years and they've done nothing to address it <clears throat> and it's all very well getting Petr Cech in goal but he, he'll only he'll only do so much for you uh, as, as the last line of defence but he, he really has to uh, um, start looking at those two central defenders and just see just what, what is going on and the, there's nothing there's nothing massively wrong if they have the football intelligence to go and put it right but if they don't have the football intelligence and it appears to me if neither of them have the football intelligence to go and put it right because really shouldn't, you should always be playing off either should never be caught square I don't care what area you're playing that that's that's a golden rule for central defenders because one ball is going to beat the the, the whole the whole back four if that's the case but certainly the two central defenders when when the ball is on its way one should be playing off the other 
and you turn around saying, I've got him or I haven't got him. One or, one or the other. But they're not doing anything like that. So it's, it's, it's a mess for Arsenal at the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now they play Southampton next in the league, although it's more than a week away now because there's FA Cup coming up. But um, looking at their chances of winning the league now, with Tottenham closing in a little bit, they're level on points with Manchester City. Leicester are obviously three points clear of them. Are you optimistic, given that some players are coming back? Sanchez returned towards the end of the Chelsea game. Um, yeah, and San- Sanchez did yeah. very well, as he would do, because he's, yeah. he's a class player. Well, Cazorla's gone, I think, for the, nearly the whole, the yeah, whole season. Yeah, I think it's March, maybe, or even yeah. April, maybe, when I think we see him again. I think they're going to be in trouble there. Yeah. But, but Sanchez would be a, a huge player to take back. I didn't quite understand why he took uh, Giroud off yesterday. Only because Giroud is really their, 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 yeah. their main goal scoring threat. I know what he said after the game. And I, I found it a little bit baffling uh, what, what Wenger said as, as much that, well, we're not going to have the ball so much. I've often seen 10 men uh, beat 11. So I don't, yeah. know, I don't know what I, th- what I think the he added another was. reason was like an ankle injury or something that Giroud had but, seemed to be carrying. Although yeah, Giroud didn't look too happy. No, about, he didn't. Uh, exactly. uh, you know, walking off the pitch, yeah. he, he was very, very uh, annoyed and upset. And even in the stand when the camera flashed onto him, he, he wasn't too impressed either. So, you know, a, a, a player like Giroud wants to play through the pain barrier, unlike storage at Liverpool who has to be wrapped up in cotton wool uh, forever and ever so whether he'll ever if there's a threat of a game storage gets injured oh I have to play oh yeah well that's what you're paid for actually but I don't worry about it so I, I you know Giroud was very very disappointed I, I thought that maybe Wenger could, could have got around it uh, in, in another way then uh, Flamini missed a wonderful wonderful chance near the end yeah. uh, to go and level the game but look at these, these, things, these things happen it's up to Arsenal to learn but will they learn as far as I'm concerned, they haven't learned uh, about the defensive frailties. And unless they address those and address them like now, they're in trouble. Um, one player that does need to learn and you can see defensive frailties, although he is young, is obviously John Stones um, of Everton. Who Oh, he was who, terrible yesterday. He was, he was terrible, yeah. He is a risk taker. And I think I do like the fact that he that he is comfortable on the ball and he has that confidence. But... Okay, we take if you take his youth into account, it's understandable a little bit that he will make mistakes. It's he's not he's nowhere near his peak. But do you think he's slightly overrated at this point? I don't. I I, I don't like the fact that he thinks. I think that he thinks that he's better than what he actually is. And what John Stones and Martinez, his manager, have got to get into their heads and the coaching staff at Everton that he's a, a defender first and foremost. It's wonderful for a defender to be comfortable on the ball. Go and bring the ball forward, release your midfield player, create an extra man in midfield, create an extra man up front. Brilliant. But first and all, John Stones, you're, 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 you're a defender and you must clear your lines no matter what. And it was a very simple thing for him to go and do yesterday uh, against Swansea. And it was play the ball first time with his right foot, play it up the line, over the top of, of the opponent's defence. And if he's given the ball away, so he's given the ball away. But it would have saved a goal. It's a very simple thing. And he's got to get that into his game, whether he likes that. Then it was, it was a horror back pass for, for, for Tim Howard. Now, Howard was a little bit slow in getting off the line as well. But having said all that, that, that was uh, John Stone's fault. It's, it's, as simple, it's as simple as that. And he allowed, he allowed Swansea to uh, get a foot, foothold in the game. And once they smelt blood, they, they, they went after him. And then he had the misfortune of... of, of uh, a, a cruel deflection but if he'd been across earlier this is again his defensive frailties uh, if he'd been off that split second earlier he, he would have been cutting that out at, at an earlier stage but he wasn't because he was sleeping he was probably a bit shell-shocked from the mistake he made in, in, in the first half anyway the gift, to give Swansea a goal but, but, it, but I know that's, this is a long way of, of, of answering your question he's potentially he's got the potential to be a smashing player 
but there's far too much talk. I don't like, I've never liked, but there's far too much talk about a young, a young man because they can't handle it. No matter how bright they are, they can't handle it because some of them think now they're, they're God's gift. He's done nothing in the game yet. He's played a few decent games for Everton, and again, it's all potential. If, if, if you say to me in six or seven years' time that he's the real deal, and he proves he's the real deal, Fine, I'll go along with that, <clears throat> but not over not over a season or so. No, you have to you have to do an awful lot more, as far as I'm concerned, to 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 warrant being a, a great player. Yeah, and he's, and he's, he's 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 a decent player at the moment with the potential to be to to be good. And let's let's go from there then. But keep he's got to keep his feet on the ground. Yeah, and now like Everton mm. would be a decent team, but with the potential to be far far better than they're doing this season. Bar, well, I think defensive mistakes, particularly and l- a lack of concentration. But well, they're losing them. so many goals, Rafa, yeah. at, at, at vital stages of the game. Yeah, and again, that's something that hasn't been corrected either. Do you think there? Well, there has been there have been a few question marks about Roberto Martinez's position. Do you think that's totally fair, given that they do play nice football? I know that's not the be all and end all. Results yeah. will dictate what happens, but. Um, Everton, Everton is a bigger club than Wigan. Yeah, Wigan would have been happy to finish fourth from the bottom every season, remain in the Premier League. I don't think Martinez is as good a manager as people make him out to be, and it's a step up at Everton where Everton will demand that bit of success. <coughs> Excuse me, they've had very little success over the past number of years, but they're still a very, very big club, <coughs> and, and 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 they've got a half decent team now at the moment, but. Uh, Martinez has got to get them playing in a more aggressive uh, frame of mind and and be far more attack conscious and when they don't have the ball be far more defensive so all round he's got an awful lot, an awful lot of work to do yeah and it's it's going to be a long hard road and he and he is putting himself under pressure because they they they've had a bit of a rough time now over the past 6 or 7 games so we'll 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 wait and see what what what, what the future holds from but unless that he that he, that he sorts out his defence unless he sorts out his midfield and his front man uh, Lukaku has done has done brilliantly for them but he can't do it all on his own all of the time and and, and the philosophy of Martinez is get the ball down and play by all means get the ball down and play I I would always encourage that but make sure there's a means to an end don't just don't just be passing the ball for the sake of passing the ball try and find that penetrating ball get your front men uh, off the leash get them in around the box and who and who knows what will happen. And, and it was good to see Seamus Coleman back, but he missed two great chances. <laughs> well, one that was uh, oh, well, the, that the, it was easier to the score. One, the, than one to the, the one at the end where he hit it with his left foot over over the crossbar, uh, totally unmarked. I don't know what Swansea were thinking of, but totally unmarked and and, and just flashed it over over the crossbar. And no wonder he he he, he lay down on, on on the pitch. But the one prior to that, if he decided to take the risk and hit it with his left instead of getting it back on his right, he might have scored. But he didn't make his mind up. Now maybe that's a little bit. Maybe he's a bit slow thinking because of being out injured for th- uh, three weeks. But I would have thought a player of his quality would have would have gone and finished at least one of those. But however, look at it. Irrespective of all of that, it's 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 good to see him back, and let's hope he remains fit now for uh, for the rest of the season and and, and plays really well, and that that uh, he's going to be fine for the for, uh, for the Euros. And McCarthy is still out, of course, at at Everton. Yeah. So it's a bit of a concern there at this moment in time. But there's a long way to go. Yeah, we'll get to Manchester City in a second, but uh, first, uh, Manchester United, the probably the greatest cure for insomnia at the, at the moment, if anybody is watching their games, uh, lost to Southampton at the weekend, uh, a terrible f- performance. Is it, is it time for them to just 
let Van Gaal go regardless of the fact I know there's you know a few months to go still uh, towards the end of the season oh, let him off. he should have he should have gone he should have yeah. gone a long time ago but is it a time for them to kind of go mm. look it's not working out if uh, they have somebody yeah. lined up Raph yeah. you know they they, they 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 might have Mourinho lined up do you think the, Mourinho the, was the right man for them like, there seems to be a lot of question marks about what like not in terms of his short term impact but whether he's actually maybe even been slightly left behind by the changes in football in a sense Ah oh, no, Mourinho, Mourinho is still a smasher manager. There's no, I, oh no, there's I, no question about him yeah, being a great manager. I'd have, but I'd just, have no, um, I'd have no doubt about that. Just his but, time at Chelsea seems to have but, 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 thrown up system, a lot of doubts about. Yeah, it. System, systems come uh, come and go. Uh, one minute it's it's four five one. The next minute it's four three three. The next minute it's four one four one or, or, or something daft. The the, the 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 Christmas tree effect and all this sort of stuff. So um, Mourinho has, sets out a stall. And he, he and he decides that he he doesn't want to concede goals. That's the way he that's the way he sets up his team. So let's not concede, and then we'll see where that takes us. And we'll if we if we get a goal, we'll win at one nil. And there's not, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And yes, uh, uh, people like to be entertained, but by the same token, they like to win matches. And and it's all very well uh, to a degree. That to me, it's it's, it's a double edged sword at, at at Man United because I don't believe Van Hal is the man for, for and never have done. Uh, for Man United but also there's some very very mediocre players at Man United Yeah. now unfortunately and we've spoken about this before Raph, as well Schweinsteiger was bought years too late now when he went in his prime he wouldn't even think of leaving Bayern Munich so why does he leave Bayern Munich because the legs have, the legs have nearly gone the knees are gone he's having problems with his ankles as he, as he did for the past two or three years so he's been an absolutely magnificent player for Germany and for Bayern Munich but unfortunately Father Time is after catching up with him and he's not anywhere near the player that he was and neither is Schneider and the, the player that people thought he was at Southampton no more than Lovren was at, 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 at Liverpool or Lallana at Liverpool or Lambert at Liverpool and, and, and Klein to a certain degree so these, these were Southampton players who were in their comfort zone in Southampton where the expectation was let's just stay in the Premier League the expectation at Man United is win the Premier League, win the Champions League. And that's where people fall down and that's where, that's where players have fallen down because they're not able to handle the, 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 the pressure and expectation that is Man United. And, and Man United should have those expectations. No more than Spurs should have them, no more than Arsenal, no more than Chelsea, no more than Liverpool. These, these, these clubs should have that expectation at all times. And if you can't, if you can't hack it, get out of the place. Yeah, it's a, it's as simple as that. If you can't handle the pressure, I mean, it must be a it must be a wonderful feeling to walk into Old Trafford, to train every day of the week, and to, and to play for such such a such a wonderful club as Man United. And 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 I don't, I'm not sure that the people that the current players there are are grasping just how how how, how, how steeped in history this, this club is. So I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, there's a big, big job. Like, there's a big job at Liverpool, but there's a bigger job at Man United because they've fallen into the category, that, as, as I would see it, uh, that they don't think they have a problem. Van Hal doesn't think he has a problem, but he's got numerous problems because he's not prepared to change and you must be able to adapt. No matter which area you've come from, the, the game is always revolving, so you must be able to adapt and he's not prepared to adapt. Now, has he got the players to adapt? And that's a moot point. Because they're 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 mediocre at the, at the very best, but I'm sure within that that there has to be first of all you first of all you must get your defence sorted out. To a degree, he, he he has done that. Then you must get your midfield. 
not sorted. Front men, not sorted. I mean, one shot in target. They thought when they beat Liverpool the other week, some some people at Man United uh, thought when they beat Liverpool, well, we're on our way. And Hal came out with a stupid statement that they're going to, they, they could win the league. You've as much chance of winning the league as I have of winning the lottery last Saturday night. <laughs> it's, it's as simple as that, Mr. Van Hal. So you, you, you'd want to keep things in, 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 in uh, perspective. I happen to think that the man will probably walk. That maybe a deal Yeah, is, he seems to have maybe... I don't think he'll yeah. take being sacked too kindly. No, and even some of his comments... Uh, I think he'll go on his terms. Yeah, after the Southampton defeat, there just seemed to be maybe his heart's gone out of it or maybe he's just, uh, you know, maybe he's just tired of the whole... Yeah. Do you know what I find incredible, Ralph? That, that he has this, 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 this uh, sort of book with him or maybe it's a, it's a, would it be an iPod or would it be some highfalutin thing these days? What, 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 what does he need it for? You're watching the game. You should be able to make up your own mind watching that game as to what you've done. The preparation should have been done during the week in training. Every day of the week when you're training, the preparation should be done. You should know who your opponents are. You should know what's expected of a Man United player when he pulls on that red shirt. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm, I'm beginning to wonder, do they know? Are they confused there? Is there far too much coaching? Because uh, from not getting any coaching at all, you can be overcoached. And perhaps that's one of the problems. And they can't, it can't sink in because they can't take on board uh, maybe the gobbledygook that has, been, that has been said to them. And maybe it's too, far too highfalutin for, for, for players to understand. You've got to keep things very, very simple for professional soccer players. Whether, whether managers like it or not, it has to be kept so simple that it's ridiculous. And if you do that, you've got a chance. But don't ask them, you know, the sign of a good manager is to get the very best out of his players. He's not getting the best out of his players. No. There's no, there's, there's no will there. They don't even enjoy it. It must be a horrible place to go, to go into training every day at Man United these days because none of those players look, look, look happy or anywhere near it. When you look at the celebration that Liverpool had when they got the fifth goal, when Alana, of all people, got the fifth goal, even though he hit, he hit it into the ground that went up into the roof of that. Brilliant. Look, at they've, they've got a one. But look at Klopp. Herding down the line, a la, a la uh, Mourinho back in 2004 for Porto at, at, at Old Trafford. But these Man United players are bereft of any spirit, bereft of any passion. And that is a huge concern. When you lose that, you lose everything. I don't care of what skill you have. If it's not allied to passion and to caring about your, your colleagues, to caring about your club, to caring about the supporters, not necessarily in that order, well, then you're in trouble. And a lot of Man United players are in trouble at, the, at this juncture. And there's, and there's going to have to be a clear-out, like there will be at Liverpool. There will have to be a complete clear-out at Liverpool at the end of the season. Because Klopp now knows, if he's any type of... If he's the manager that I think that he is, he knows that there's an awful lot of lame ducks there. It's an insult to a duck. And by the way, did you see, did you see the mouse running across Old Trafford? I did, that? it was actually the highlight. Did you notice that he went sideways and backwards, but he never went <laughs> forward? Huh? Yeah, no, that, yeah. that's it. He's been watching Man United too much and Van Hal's teams too much. Yeah, no, that he, mouse, he was the that highlight. That mouse was a clever game. match. He wasn't going to upset Van Hal and maybe get a, uh, get a kick into the sand. Yeah. And, and uh, the Liverpool game, I think the biggest feature of it, as the nine goals. Yeah, ex- <laughs> it was exciting in its own sense, but more because but of the, the lack of defensive yeah, the, quality. The chaos on the pitch. Oh, did you, did you ever see anything like it? No, you're right. From both teams defensively. Yeah. But well, you know, Norwich you'd expect a level of that because they're not uh, they're not one of the top sides. No, no. But and neither are Liverpool. So. No, not anymore. <laughs> so we got that we got that level. I mean, Sacco, he was like a, he was like a demented octopus trying to get to a ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite incredible uh, the the lack of defensive quality. 
uh, that, that I've seen for a few years now at Liverpool. Yeah. This, just, this just hasn't happened. This was, this no, was be, this Brendan Rodgers as well. Uh, and, and, and Brendan Rodgers now spouting out last Monday night at, and, on, 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 the, on the Monday night game that it's never happened. They conceded 51 goals the year that they, they, they could have won a, a league title. So, you know, you can't absolve yourself from any blame there, Brendan, yeah. I'm afraid. Um, but the, the what do you call it? The, the, the fourth goal for Norwich, Chan, Corker and Sacco were all there to clear that ball. And none of them did it. And they're looking at each other. And they said, oh, after you, Claude. Oh, you go and clear it. Ah, no, you go and clear it. No, you've had a bad game, uh, Mohamed uh, 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 Sacco. You go and clear it and make yourself look good. Cocker, you just come on to the sub. You go and clear it. None of them cleared it. Again, indecisiveness. Just like Arsenal. Nobody talking to each other. Uh, it was actually embarrassing. If you saw that at underage level, a schoolboy team at, at 11 years, 12, 13 years of age doing that, you'd, you'd go absolutely crazy. And then, and then the, 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 what, the I think it was the fourth yeah, the first goal uh, Sacco again ball is, is headed clear headed back in headed clear headed back in and a back heel into the back of the net and Sacco floundering like a, like a, like a drowning man oh, it, it, it's, 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 it's appalling to watch so I mean yeah. if, if we see it Raph Klopp has got to see it yeah and as we talk about the highlight reel of terrible defending Manchester City we have to oh, get to as well did you ever see anything like it, it in was, your life the yeah. second goal did you ever see anything like it a throw in schoolboy defending and Otto Mendy it's an insult to schoolboys actually <laughs> they wouldn't do that yeah. and Otto Mendy decides to get on the wrong side just like Moreno did for Liverpool get Moreno, on the wrong side somebody, of Naismith yeah. he always gets on the wrong side what? and he yeah. always then dives in when, yeah. once he realises but not alone did he dive in once he dived in twice <laughs> Well, I didn't get him the first time properly, so I better give away the penalty. Yeah. What sort of a man, what sort of a defender is he? So, Klopp, Moreno is smashing going forward, but he again has got to learn. This. Look, at your first job is to go and defend. You get that job done right, and you're, and you're, uh, you're on your way. But Man City without company at the back are, are a complete mess. And Damien Kayla should be an awful lot better than that. Yeah. You know, and so should, so, so should Otto Mendy. I mean, to allow the ball bounce in the 18-yard area, is absolutely criminal. That should never be allowed. He never read, never read the situation. Never, never, never went to the wrong and try and clear the ball. And then when he did, he was brushed aside so easy by Valencia. It was, it was quite embarrassing. And he should be very embarrassed. But my, what Man City are saying is, thank God for Aguero. Aguero oh, yeah. was just uh, so. He's got so much class. He, he, he's just unbelievable. The lob that nearly got him a goal that really should have the one that hit the inside of the upright. Ah. Uh, Pure genius, no, magnificent player. I'd watch, yeah. I'd watch City every day just to go and see him play. Yeah, there, there will be question marks over Pellegrini, except for the fact that he seems to be a lame duck in a sense, because we all think Pep Guardiola is going to come in and take that job. So yes, and, and, they doesn't see, they don't see, even despite the fact they're underachieving massively, I don't think there seems to be any question mark about getting rid of him now because it seems no, pointless. Won't be. no, it no, seems no, pointless given that somebody else is. Yeah. Uh, they're hoping that he'll hang on. That well, he will, ha- he, he will hang on, of course, and they're hoping that the City will garner enough points to go and win the league. I, I still think. Uh, their their favourites go and win the league. If although, everybody else keeps tripping, although over in themselves. fairness, I would love I would love to see Leicester go and win the league, and just and just uh, uh, give give everybody a, a a kick in the pants for not for not doing their doing their homework properly. And what about Charlie Austin coming on? Yeah, a for, great, a for great four buy. million. Yeah, a snip a snip at four million, and and none of the so called top clubs decide ah 
we'll take we 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 no, we won't take a chance there. But they should have been to take a chance. When you look, I'm, I'm thinking about of, of Liverpool in, in particular that they pay sixteen million for the wonderful Mario. And Charlie Austin going for four. And the first thing he does is because he's 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 got the striker's instinct. is stick the ball in the back of the net. Loses man makes a dummy run. Loses man wouldn't be hard to lose Smalling anyway these days. But loses man heads the ball boom, back in the net. Thanks very much indeed. Wonderful. And uh, obviously a word on Leicester City. It would seem unfair to kind of go oh, into detail about other teams. What about Vardy's yeah. goal? Yeah, or oh. I, did I even? I think I did see that actually. Yeah, oh, magnificent! It was magnificent. the Mares goal, or not the Mar? Or the Mar? The goal that Mares set up was the one that kind of jumped out. The, yeah, the, bit of the trickery and then the, trickery, the, yeah, the ball yeah, in yeah. as well was. And he's he's needed a bit of trickery because yeah. he's he's missed the two penalties over the past number of weeks and he has not been playing well. And he, he's he's a very he's very very slightly built also, so he he can be knocked off a ball pretty easy. But no, he uh, he did he played very well on Saturday and and Vardy made a made a wonderful run. I think it was Drinkwater played that played a through ball. And that's what I'm talking about. That the penetrating ball was played over the top. Vardy was on his way, took the ball around the keeper to the right, and then sliced it into the back of the net. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful finish. And people keep thinking that Leicester are going away. Leicester aren't going any place. And Leicester, at the very worst, I think will get Champions League football, and they deserve it, and they deserve more. Oh, I think they're pretty much guaranteed top four. Yeah, in don't, a way, yeah don't, don't Man forget. United, unless Man United maybe change manager very quickly and then spark. It yeah. looks like it'll but be then Spurs. But the new manager coming in is still going to have the same yeah. players. Yeah, but so look, that's yeah. that's a that's that's going to be a concern for whoever does come in. But wouldn't it wouldn't it be great to see uh, Leicester going? Well, I, I I would love to see that. Yeah, magnificent because Ranieri has done a, a remarkable job there. He he he's, he's come in and been very very clever and very very sensible that he's left well enough alone. Even even as far as having the rhubarb uh, crumble and custard on, on a Friday afternoon. The lads at Leicester apparently thought that well he'll he'll put a stop to this, but he he has two instead of one. So no, <laughs> he, he's he's wonderful. He's 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 he's. I, I love to see him being interviewed because yeah. he's, he's just a breath of fresh air. After he's a, the game. yeah, he's a likable guy. Oh yeah, smashing smashing fella. Yeah, and obviously obviously a very very good manager because uh, managers go in and think oh well uh, because Nigel Pearson did this here I, I'll try and do something different and there's no need to do something different. So what if they think it's Nigel Pearson? You're still getting them playing. Yeah, which is uh, ironic given he had the tag, the Tinkerman the tag Man. that he used to change. The, but that was his own a team that he'd kind of started, at, obviously. So yes. maybe he felt like tinkering with his own team rather than messing around with yeah. somebody else's team. And he's got the experience now as well. And down the years, he probably thought to himself, well, I, I shouldn't have done that. And I should, but if I get a chance the next time, I'll, I'll, I'll do it a different way. And 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 we're learning all the time, and he he he's no different. If the, if there's any intelligence there at all, I think there's a great degree of intelligence uh, with Randy Airy, and I, I think that that you know he'd be fine. And he has uh, he has learned, and he's putting it now in, in, in into into uh, operation, which well, is great yeah. for Leicester City. Great for Leicester, good City. Lads and, Leicester City, and good for the league as well if they do well. Ah, oh, so. sure, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. But who's to say they won't win it? Well, they're they're not exactly three points fall, ahead. They're not falling, who, they're not falling no. away. Yeah. No, they're not. No, they're, they're, I mean, every game for Leicester City it, it will be tough. People say, oh, well, Chelsea are coming up or Hill's coming up or City are coming up or United are coming whoever. Every game, if they're playing uh, uh, Southampton, if they're playing Norwich, if they're, if they're playing Sunderland, every game for Leicester is, is going to be a tough but game. But they haven't lost any and of those teams yet. They're, exactly. They're yeah. very much aware of that. And, and also, let's not forget that this run has been going since the end of last season. Yeah. You know, when, yeah, one of the best ca- teams in the calendar yeah. year of last year. Yeah. Uh, if we Mag- take the two, the magnificent end of last season, the yeah. end of last season to 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 avoid relegation the way they did, and to just you know just pummel teams, 
and then to continue on in, in, in this vein right through now to the end of January, which it, which it is. Oh, well done, Leicester City, and, and continued continued success because this is a real success story for them. It definitely is. It's one of the greatest stories in Premier League history, I'd say. But uh, look, Paddy, thanks a million for joining us. Not at all. A pleasure indeed. Thank you. All right, cheers. That was former Chelsea and Ireland defender Paddy Mulligan on the weekend's Premier League action. Now to rugby. Leinster were badly beaten by Wasps to finish off an awful pool stage for the three times champions, while Ulster and Munster won their games. However, the flow of results elsewhere and earlier in the Champions Cup mean both provinces also miss out on the knockout stages for the first time since the 1997-98 Heineken Cup season. Off the balls, Dave McIntyre got the lowdown on the problems for Leinster when he spoke to head coach Leo Cullen after the 51-10 loss to Wasps. I knew we spoke before the game, was all the positivity, we felt good about the way things had gone in recent weeks. I mean, how do you even respond to that? Yeah, I, th- I thought we started the game really well, um, showed good intent, um, got in for a really good score at the start of the game, um, created a lot of opportunities in the first half as well, uh, went in five points behind, um, you know, and we're still in the game at that point. You know, we, we conceded an early penalty, conceded an early try in the second half, and then we're 15 points behind all of a sudden. Then we start chasing the game, um, you know, make a lot of very uncharacteristic mistakes. So, yeah, it's a really disappointing day. Yeah, the error count was huge. I mean, you didn't score from the red and try on for the rest of the game. The penalty count was very much against you as well. I mean, how much of it is put down to the pressure that Wasser are putting onto you, and how much of it is it down to a lot of guys having a bad day at the office? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, they they defended really well. Wasser, I thought, you know, made life difficult for us at the breakdown, um, and off turnovers, they were they were really really clinical. So. Um, yeah, we need to be m- much better at how we manage possession and um, how we manage field position as well because we just play ourselves into trouble too often in that second half. We talked before the game about maybe if the match was in the mix that Leinster may not have that edge because there was nothing to play for. Was that a factor in the last 20 minutes or so? You have, to, it's, you have to go back 20 years to the last time Leinster conceded over 50 away from home. That maybe if the circumstances had been different, they might have dug in a bit more because Wasps found it very easy to score towards the end. Yeah, well, they're just scoring off turnovers, so literally we're bashing away trying to break their defensive line where they're just defending 14, 15 guys in defensive wall and suddenly we turn the ball over cheaply and with some of the pace that they have um, they just gassed in for scores on a few occasions so yeah it's a bit of a vicious cycle really um, it's disappointing we didn't show a bit more steely resolve I guess um, halfway through that second half because you know we gave up a lot of very very cheap points is it a real illustration of the chasm that is there, the golfing class between Leinster and Europe's best teams now? Because, I mean, you could argue that was Leinster's best 15 out there in terms of the experience, the internationals, Lions players, Grand Slam winners, and they've just shipped 50 points away to us, a team that they would have been beating over the last few years. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a tough place to come here for sure. Um, but, you know, like we would still feel that we're well able to challenge at the top end. You know, we played against a very strong bat team last week at home in the RDS and you know we were pretty dominant I thought for a lot large parts of the game you know parts of the game today you know I thought we were well on top it was just how we managed the middle part of the game particularly the start of that second half um, and sometimes the game can run away from you very quickly and we need to be a lot more conscious of that and just finally an injury update on Johnny Is, was that a HIA for Johnny what's his situation Marty Moore and, and Luke as well had a shoulder problem yeah well Luke finished out the game um, Johnny just got a he had a head knock so he's up in the dressing room there he's about he's okay um, Marty Moore went off looks like it's a hamstring strain so we'll get that assessed and see how bad it is okay Leo thanks a million thanks very much that was Leo Cullen now to Paddy Jackson who was chatting to Ushin after Ulster's victory but 
that was before Stade Francais' win over Leicester Tigers eliminated the province from the competition. Paddy Jackson, Ulster have done all they can do. You're now in a kind of a strange situation of playing a waiting game. Yeah, um, I haven't been in this situation before, so it'll be a bit of a stressful weekend. But uh, like you said, we've we've done what we came here to do, and uh, we were just trying to get as many points as we can. Uh, the win first, and then obviously as many points as we could in the bonus point. But uh, yeah, it's just a waiting game now, and uh, it's going to be an uncomfortable one. Was it hard coming into this game knowing that there was kind of so much else that needed to happen for you guys to go through? And of course, that's happening at the moment. It may happen across the weekend. Or were you able to concentrate like you would for a normal game, like it was any other day? Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a bit difficult. I think um, getting that that try early on definitely settled the nerves a wee bit. Um, you know, there's always the. You know, we started very poorly against them over there, and so it's a bit of that in your head. But I think uh, what we talked about all week was just it's uh, it's another game. We have to put that all all out all the other uh, distractions out of your head. But it's sometimes can be easier said than done. But thankfully, we did that. It was kind of a strange first half because you got the four tries, but at the same time, our commentary team with Johnny Murphy and Andy Ward said there was things that, that looked rather loose, things to work on. Was that down to the nerves? Was that down to the fact that Oyana actually can play at times? They can be quite good. And the fact that maybe there was a lot of changes in the team and there has been in the last couple of weeks, some enforced, some made by choice by list. Yeah, well, there was a few. I haven't played with Marshy for a while, so it was, it was good to get playing with him again. Uh, but obviously possibly a bit rusty between me and him but uh, I think uh, yeah I think once we got the bonus point then it was a matter of trying to get as many points as we could and not letting them score so from a defensive point of view it was brilliant that we they held them out but attacking I think we just then it, it did it was naturally going to open up because we had to get tries and uh, we did do that and uh, hopefully we got enough and coming into these games players always say the right thing look we're going to concentrate on getting the win we're going to concentrate on the performance and if that happens the bonus point will happen but it looked all throughout the game like you wanted to get tries from all areas of the pitch you tapped rather than going for penalties there was a couple of times granted you went to the corners but was that kind of really cool to be a part of that as a player because sometimes it can be conservative whereas today it looked like the instruction was boys play yeah yeah I was just talking to Les there it was almost because of the early kickoff as well it felt like I was back playing uh, playing at school again getting <laughs> kind of woke up and I realised I had the game in, in a couple of hours so it was uh, from that point of view it did, I felt very relaxed coming in today despite the, the pressure and which uh, I feel I play well when I'm, I'm in that kind of uh, in that zone and and then I think uh, I, I reckon quite a few of the guys felt like that by the, by the way that we played and um, perhaps we were a bit loose or relaxed at certain stages of the game like you say we did go try and run from deep um, but uh, I think when we're playing that way uh, uh, that's when we're at our best and when things click it, yeah. we look very good but there were some parts where it didn't quite click and that's probably where uh, from an outside perspective you maybe saw a few unforced errors and stuff but it happens in rugby and it's how, how you react to it. Did we see today how much you're going to miss Nick Williams at the end of the season? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's he's been unbelievable for us, and um, uh, on and off the pitch, he's just just an unbelievable guy, and uh, can't speak highly enough of him. And uh, yeah, I think we're all trying not to think about it too much because he's playing so well, and we're all just enjoying hanging around with him. And he's the guy that always he always has music going around with him, and it kind of just picks up the the atmosphere and uh, and uh, the mood around the boys. So um, yeah, it's uh, we're it's good, we're really gonna miss him, and I think he was unbelievable today, and he has been massive for us all season regardless of what happens over the weekend on Monday will you switch back to Six Nations mode and if so how does that work how does that operate in your head 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to switch into Arnhem mode. And uh, for me, it's obviously uh, unsure whether I'll actually be in the squad or not. So, uh, But I'm just going to completely focus on Ireland. And uh, if I don't make it, then I'll be back with Ulster and I'll have to put my Ulster cap on. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, hope I'm going down there to, to push to, to get into squads and get in the team. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely on Monday, I'm just going to have to get back used, uh, used to the, the Ireland calls and, and Joe's way of things. Is this a really horrible time for a player? Like you mentioned, that that is kind of waiting. You're 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 in that wider panel, but you're not sure if you'll be in the squad. Squad is it? Is it? A, is it an exciting time? Is it? A, is it a nervous time? Is it a tense time? No, no, it's definitely exciting. Like I'm, uh, I'm not going down with the with the view that I may or may not get in. I'm going down yeah. to get into the squad, and it's just uh, you know what happens happens. And I've been, I've been playing well recently. That you know I think as I've I've been moving the team well and then there's been a couple of games Munster and Saracens which haven't gone too well yeah. so uh, look I'm still uh, feeling good out there and uh, I'm, I just need to bring that into training and show Joe what I can do and uh, and push into the squad Do you have many individual conversations with Joe about what he's looking for from you at this time of year or how does it work in that kind of initial couple of days where everyone is trying to impress trying to get into that squad? Uh no, I haven't spoken to him much really. Uh, I, I caught him after the Connet game. He was he was down watching, and we just bumped into each other in the in the in the, uh, in the uh, hallway and uh, just had a bit of a chat there. But it's uh, you know it was just more general chit chat and just uh, get on well with him. He's he's a really good guy. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be good to get get to see him and uh, and uh, obviously like you say, we're all gonna yeah. be looking to impress when we get there. So um, yeah, it's good exciting times for everyone. Is it a help that your teammate is now the Ireland captain, Rory Best? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I've obviously he's been uh, just such a leader for for our, for us and and for me he's, since I've come in. He, he's been here and uh, I've had a lot of ups and downs, and he's always been there to, to give me a word of advice and to give me a uh, kick up the arse sometimes as well. So um, you know he's he's an unbelievable person, and uh, seeing him the applause that he got on when he came on today was uh, was really special and uh, it's just incredible his career so far and and I think he's well deserved and just. Uh, getting the captaincy and I'm really happy for uh, for his family and especially his, uh, his, his wee boy Ben who, uh, who uh, I know is really excited about this and just before I let you go did we see a microcosm of your game today and the fact that if Ireland do change style and go through the hands more you can do that at 10 or if you want to do as we've done and, and, and can do go to corners you can do that as well you're versatile uh, yeah no I've I like to play and um, <clears throat> I think there's there's a lot more I can offer as well. I'm am still seeing things. I think uh, I can definitely take the ball on myself a bit more, which uh, I've been looking at, and um, and that'll open up for for guys in the wider channels. But it's you know I'm going down to to play Joe's game plan and uh, on the team, what whatever the the boys are comfortable with, and I'll hopefully bring my own style to that. But uh, you know it's it, it, like you said earlier, it's it's hard coming now from from the switching the Ulster plays into the Iron plays. So I'm just gonna have to keep the head down and uh, make sure I'm, I'm on point with all that final question will you keep an eye on the games over the weekend or will you try and hide yourself away from it until Monday and wait to see what happens um, I'll keep an eye on it yeah I think but I don't want to completely ruin my weekend by just watching all the <laughs> rugby but um, I'll probably just chill out uh, keep an eye on on uh, social media and see what the crack is but uh, I'll leave it up to to the uh, to the coaches to figure that one out and then I'll hopefully hear some good news but I think maybe have a few beers before I go down to the camp on Monday Listen Paddy really appreciate your time uh, hope yeah. it works out for Ulster over the weekend and for you in the Six Nations thanks very much That's great Cheers
Well, that was Paddy Jackson. Meanwhile, in hurling, the Walsh Cup final sees Dublin and Wexford go head-to-head after both sides defeated Galway and Offaly, respectively. Meanwhile, Galway's footballers had more luck when they beat Roscommon to take the FBD League, and Mead took their first Upper Cup in a decade by overcoming Longford. So that's it for this week's Rewind. Ushin will be back with you next week. I'm Raf Giallo. Thanks for listening in. The Monday Rewind. 